It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are at this time it's another episode of a piece of business i'm here um again it was looking like i was going to be on my own this week but um my good friend um after i stayed up i got up at three o'clock in the morning to, to watch his show he, he, he's jumped into the breach yet again the man, the myth, the legend, that is, Mr. A.W.I. Bond himself, Brent Pauls. How are you doing, Brent? You said the man, the myth, the legend, at least one of those things was true, Glenn. I am, in fact, a man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm a myth nor a legend, but I am, in fact, a man. I'm doing okay. How are you doing? You hot? Sweaty? Oh, very, very, very hot. Um, you're at least a myth and a legend to anybody that listens to work in progress. I guess that's fair, yeah. <laughs> All 15 of those people. <laughs> About the same as on here. <laughs> That's okay. Makes you wonder That's why okay. we do it at times. 
because we have fun. That's why we do. It'll post, yeah. Of course, pal. Right, um, before we start, uh, um, I've got two things, uh, two bits of business that I need to take care of. The first one is a wonderful one. Um, anybody that hasn't listened to the uh, DDT Wrestling this week um, won't know the news. The DC and Doc went into their Patreon funds and bought me a ticket to Clash at the Castle, which uh, I'm actually speechless, speechless about. Uh, it's such amazing, and I am so proud to have those guys as what were, you know, as a listener, and now become very good friends. Um, thank you so much to those guys. I know Doc doesn't listen, but I know DC definitely does. So I've already said it in private. Now I've said it publicly. Thank you very much. World-class guys, uh, Doc Manson and DC Matthews. No matter what Doc Manson tries to tell you, he's a nice guy, damn it. He is, and he deserves all the praise. He does. He loves the praise. He does, absolutely. Um, DC, you tell Doc that we praised him on this thing. (laughs) You're okay too, DC, by the way. The other one is not such good news. Um, I met a guy uh, 40 years ago now. Um, my father had just taken over a new pub. Um, he went, um, it wasn't far from the ones that we were managing at the time. And he went up there to, to look at the pub and he came back. And he said, I met this guy, this blind guy. And he said, he's a real laugh. I've got, you know, um, basically what happened was uh, they were in the gents at the time and they had the the old fashioned type trough urinal where you had just a big trough. Um, They had like a glass screen to stop the splashback. Oh, the thing you piss into. Yeah, yeah, we got the same thing at the football stadium here. Yeah, I know what you mean. It. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, they had glass screens to stop splash back, but obviously somebody kicked out one of the screens, and this guy going to the loo. He uh, used to shuffle up to the screen until his feet hit the screen. Didn't notice that. So my father had to, t- to notify him that he was actually pissing on his shoes. Hmm. Um, then I met him and I said, oh, you're this blind guy. <laughs> my dad saw you pissing on my shoes. And he just collapsed in laughter and we were great mates after that ever since. We've been skiing together. We've done marathons. We've played cricket. You know, that anything a blind person could do, Pete did. Um, And sadly, yesterday, another friend of ours rang me up and said that he'd heard from Pete's sister and he'd passed away on Friday night. Damn. So um, I just want to say, wherever you are, Pete, up the gunners and RIP. So (laughs) I don't have a beer, Glenn, but I'll drink some water to that. Cheers. Hmm. All right. That's that all out of the way. So, 
Uh, where do we want to start? Shall we start with uh, the twat of the week? Get Let's get out. it out of the way early. Let's get, get me angry early, Glenn. Let's get her out the way, shall we? Normally, as you, uh, we only ever do. Uh, I've lost it now. Where's that gone? I know I put it in. Hold on, the research department is checking in on things. <laughs> so. Um, normally, we only ever do wrestling uh, tweets on here, but today I've got slightly political because this twat deserves to be outed. And now it's time, you wrestling fans, for one and all to see the folks who failed at social media so recently. While no one can quite so compare to Roy back at his peak, our dearest Glenn is here to share his pick twat of the week. Encore! Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is twat of the week. Uh, I am actually going to mention her name because I doubt if it's going to make any bit of difference to anybody listening to her. Uh, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene who believes that generating electricity from wind turbines and solar panels will result in the loss of air conditioning and home appliances. Green stated, I like the lights on. I want to stay up late at night. I don't want to have to go to bed when the sun sets. Well, I've got a message for you, Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, Mr. Musk has a spaceship. The windiest planet is Saturn. Um, we're going to set you up a nice little home on Saturn, and then you'll see how much you need the wind. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that these people get voted in. We've got them over here as well. They say things, and you think, how do people actually believe what you say? Like... First of all, that's not how that works. That's not how it works. It takes the wind and it takes the sun and it stores that energy. So even when it's not around, your house still runs. You idiot. <laughs> it's like, I say this all the time, but sometimes I see shit like that and it's like we're living in a parody movie. Like people in other countries probably see that and go, that's a joke, right? Like that's a TV show. No, that's real fucking life. That's real life in America. And it's... It's goddamn embarrassing. And you said you don't want to get political. That's not political. That's just a stupid person making a dumb statement about something they know nothing about. That's like me getting on here and talking about the intricacies of electric cars. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, no, I don't know how that works. I know. It's just so. It's just unbelievable swatishness. Um, she could win twat of the of the month every month. Yeah. All right, uh, we've actually got some emails this week. But I'll what I want to do because they tie into some of uh, what we need to talk about with the wrestling. We'll we'll have a little discussion about what has been a really good week of wrestling. Shall we start with Raw? Well, it was the first one of the week, so yeah, let's do that. Hmm. What did you think of Raw this week? 
You actually so, watched some of this, didn't you? I did. I watched the I watched the first hour and the second hour, and then uh, yesterday morning I watched the Hulu version, which is like an hour and a half. So some stuff was cut out. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the opening match between Dawkins and Rollins. Um, I talk about this with the mayor on our show that's going to be out on Tuesday about, I mean, the improvement of Angelo Dawkins. Everybody talks about Montez Ford, but I think Dawkins has come a long way too. If you look at him, he's slimmer. He looks like he's lost 20 pounds or so. He's always had the charisma. So, like, I'm not saying that Angelo Dawkins is going to be a world champion, but I think he could do just as well singly as he does in the tag team, which, I mean, if you're wrestling Seth Rollins, you got a good dance partner, so. I think the pair of them are going to make if they once uh, they do finish tag teaming, they're they're, they're both going to be be uh, really good single wrestlers. There's no there's no doubt about it. They are part of the future of the company, especially with who's in charge now of the the talent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And plus, you know, Dawkins was in the performance center for freaking ever. And so, I mean, you got to give it to that guy because he's been working super hard for years now and it's really starting to come into his own. So hats off to you, Angelo Dawkins. And Seth Rollins, you're okay, too. (laughs) Uh, Anything else that caught your fancy from it? Tommaso Ciampa versus Bobby Lashley. (laughs) Oh, that was so good. It really was. And the Harley Race robe. Yeah, that is up there. there. There's at least three candidates for match of the week, if not four. And that is up there, top of the tree. It is. I think there might be one more match that I saw on WWE programming this week that might have been a shade better than that one, but that one was mm. really, really good. A great, a great telling of the story. I love the way that Triple H now is making, you know, He's making secondary titles great again without roaming around all the time. And when you've only got one main champion, you really have to push those, you know, undercard titles. And they're really doing that by showing the video packages and what the the U.S. title means. And they're doing the same thing with the Intercontinental title. And I think that's great. So that's always good. Um, One thing I was disappointed with, uh, disappointment and happiness at the same time. I am so glad that they've reverted Kevin Owens, back to the old Kevin Owens. As our old pal Jeremy used to call him, the Canadian dream. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, that uh, April buckle bomb that he does. Oh, uh, When I first saw him do that in NXT, I thought that was a shoot. I got upset over that when he did it to Sami Zayn. When he turned I, on Because I hadn't been watching NXT that long. And I thought, how did they let the guy get away with murder like that? <laughs> Glenn oh, thought it was I'm, a shoot. Oh yeah, <laughs> I worked myself into a shoot over that the first time. And after that, I've been a big fan of KOs ever since. Ironically, that's a, that's right around the time I started watching NXT too. Was that first takeover when Sami Zayn beat Neville mm. for the NXT yeah. title, and then. Yeah. Owens and him were, you know, great friends or whatever. And then Owen turn, Owens turned on him. And I remember Owens had an opening match, I believe, with like Juice Robinson. It wasn't Juice Robinson. Then he was like CJ Parker or something like that. He was a, wasn't he like doing like a, he loved the earth gimmick? I think that's what he was doing. Oh, that was something. That, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I remember yeah, he, he got, got like busted open. He was bleeding everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And he got so lost in all the, the really good talent that was around that time. 
Right. And he, I mean, they moved him up quick because he was wrestling John Cena like a month later, I think, something like that. He was still NXT champion when they brought him oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, no, they, they really rocket shipped Owens. So he was the first one that actually went up to the main roster, even with the belt still on. <laughs> that, that's I'm pretty sure it was the first one. I know Sasha did it later on um, with the yeah. No, he was the first, he was the first one that did it. Um, and I think that uh, part of that was down to uh, Cena asking for him after seeing him in NXT. Could very well be. I mean, it sounds plausible. I thought mm-hmm. you remember you remember like Kevin Owens back when he had that big feud with Shane McMahon. Yeah. And he was getting over huge as a baby face. And I kind of felt like he was he was really on a roll and that they could push him, you know, to be like a world champion because he was getting so over with the crowd. But then they kind of cooled him off after that feud, which I didn't understand. And then they turned him heel again, which he's fine heel. But I think he, he the crowd can get behind him and he can cut those promos to get the crowd behind him. I he should be a top baby face on either brand, in my opinion. Yeah. Um Say I prefer him as the heel. I prefer him as the prize fighter. Just doing it for me and my family. I'll kill anybody to do it, no matter where he. You know, he he could be the total new Steve Austin, where you never know whether he's a heel or face. He's not even a real tweener because he could turn at any minute on anybody. Right. We think about all those baby faces in the Attitude Era, like The Rock. The Rock insulted all the announcers and, you know, yeah. called them terrible names. And Stone Cold Steve Austin just beat up everybody. So were they really baby faces? Should I really be rooting for that guy who's making fun of everyone because they're not as handsome as he is? Yeah, but then again, yeah, they weren't really heels either. Yeah, they were too cool. You couldn't hate yeah. them. They were too cool. No, that's it. Um, and we go back to who's in charge now. <laughs> who was the sort of the figurehead of that generation? I mean, yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, well, was there anything else were notable? Um, we got a women's tag team tournament now, so we, oh, I guess that, could, yeah. oh yeah, uh, that was a that was something. A little, little tie-in with two point Nikita Lyons and. Uh, Oh, what's her name? Um, Zoe Stark. Stark. That's it. Teaming up in this women's tournament. We said, how are they going to find enough women to do it? And they're actually brought two up. Which could actually impress. They're not going to win, but they could impress enough to uh, sort of further their careers, definitely. So they face Natty and Sonya Deville, right? Yeah. So Natty has had like six tag team partners in the last six months. She was with Tamina, and then she was, you know, somebody else's tag. She's had a lot of tag partners. Checking my beer cans around. Sorry about that. This is okay. Um, <laughs> I think that the, the Lions and Start will win that. I don't think they're going all the way, but I think they'll they'll because it's Natalia and. Sonia, they them losing to those two is going to do nothing to hurt them, and that, but plenty to push our eyes on those two and NXT 2.0 a bit more. 
Right, because it's not like it's not like Natalia and and Sonya Deville are going to make a run to the finals, so they might as well just lose here, put yeah. these new people over, and you know it's one match. Maybe they get a lucky pin or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. But that, yeah, yeah there, there's really no reason for Natty and Sonya to even beat them. So no, no. If they were if they were up against, because otherwise you you know if you're going to bring two guy girls up like that, especially two that you're pushing to the top of the NXT 2.0 roster, there is no point in putting them against Sonia Deville and Natty. Right. Unless Sonia Deville and Natty are going to lose. You you put them against two of the favourites to win it. Yeah. So it's so I watched actually one of these tag team matches. It was... It was um, it was one I didn't have a lot of hope for. It was a Kel Gonzalez and Aaliyah, which I don't even know why they're tag teams. Like that doesn't make it, like some of these. It just looks like they drew them out of a hat. And then yeah. it was it was they faced Zia Lee and Shotzi Blackheart, which I going into I did not have high hopes for this match. It kicked off SmackDown, but it was actually a pretty decent was, tag team. Match. I didn't hate it. No, it was quite good. <laughs> which I no, think was... Raquel won, right? Yeah. 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 Again, it's it's they're pushing her. Um, I don't know if they need to put the tag titles on her, but she's definitely gonna be a champion at some point. I think, I think the obvious choice for the the them winning the tag team championships here is uh Eo Sky, not Eo Shirai, and Dakota Kai. I mean, Sorry, or yeah. Dakota Sky as Bailey. How great <laughs> did Bailey recover from that though? I, she, <laughs> she just snapped right back at him. I thought that was great when she, when she turned that around. She must, poor old Bailey. She must be spending all her time indoors at the moment. She must be that paste. They're painted on so much foundation that yep. she was actually shining on the screen. Yeah, they really did. They, she had a lot on. Yeah. She looked like, do you remember when Tegan Knox first came in and it looked like she had yeah. got like a bad spray tan and you were like, what the fuck happened to her? <laughs> That's what this was like. You're like, what happened to her? <laughs> Which you can understand with Tegan, she's Welsh. It's all, right. The Welsh and the Scots, they're all, and the Irish, they're always very pasty anyway. So you don't have don't to tell me. Them. I know a lot about pasty people. I see one in the mirror. <laughs> so, so yeah, the old uh, artificial tan spray comes in handy occasionally. Uh, uh, I actually, I wish, I wish this feud would end, but I actually enjoyed the match between Finn Balor and Rey Mysterio. So I vaguely remember it. Um, I know that at the end, what Dom got drug out by Rhea Ripley and she got beaten up by Rhea Ripley. I know a lot of guys on the internet are wishing for that to happen to him, but it happened to Dom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, I, so I watched the hour, hour and a half one and I saw that match. I saw the opening match. I saw the AJ Miz um, match at the end, which was good too. I didn't see anything in that hour and a half show that was bad. It, it didn't no. take me out of it. I never like, got lost in looking at something on my phone while I was watching it. So I thought for it being an hour and a half from what I watched, it was a good pace show, which I think that's what I'm going to stick to. I'm only going to watch the hour and a half and the hour version of these shows. And I'll probably like them a hell of a lot more. Well, that, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish Jeremy had discovered that. 
I forgot about it until I, and then I wasn't even going to watch 2.0 this week, but then I looked and I was like, oh, it's only an hour? I could probably get through an hour. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, because they get rid of all the junk. It's what we've been saying, that 2.0 would be as good as NXT UK if they made it an hour. Which I can I can attest to that. We I guess we could talk about it now since we talked about Monday. We can get into Tuesday, right? Yeah, I suppose we get into Tuesday now. <laughs> Let's close Monday's screen and go into Tuesday. <laughs> you can tell uh, the only one I actually make notes on is is on Thursdays. Yeah, that's up me too. I didn't make any notes. I just like I wrote a like I wrote down like some talking points like so I could remember that I liked the Apollo Cruz Roddy Strong match, but I didn't take any notes from it. All right, so, so we kicked off Tuesday. Again, Nikki Alliance against Kiana James. See, I didn't see this one. They cut this one out. That's not even how the show started when I watched. That's good. Because it wasn't. <laughs> anyway, so uh, basically, they put this on for with so many more decent matches to head on first. The only reason they put this on first was because Nikita and Zach Stark had done a promo just before it about the uh, the tag team tournament. So then they put her on screen. It's basically to put eyes on her, just to say she's here. We know that she's going to be now up there as the the next maybe one or two oppositions to Mandy. Yeah. I don't see who else you could put in. The only other person is Tiffany Stratton and that heel versus heel wouldn't make any sense. So yeah, you're right. And she's suffering at the moment, which we will come to in a bit. Guess what, Gwen? That. My one hour version didn't show me that either. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Right, we had the I know what you were looking forward to. The rounds match between Trick Williams and Wesley. I was sadly disappointed, Glenn. <laughs> it's not what I thought it was going to be. No, I no. Uh, to be fair, I did not expect it to be. I love the fact that they actually mentioned the Heritage Cup, uh, but I was not expecting it to be a Heritage Cup match, and it wasn't. It no. was hilarious, though. The first round, they were they actually were boxing each other. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and then they whipped the gloves off, and then there's one glove on, and I just I was just totally entertained by it. I can't help it. <laughs> it was just totally <laughs> so absurd. It was. It was ridiculous. I mean, if you're looking at laughing at wrestling, this is the one to do it. It's just guys working like they're like they're boxing is just hilariously ridiculous to me because it's like okay if you were actually boxing you wouldn't do that no. <laughs> you would not do that if you were boxing so no. i mean it wasn't the worst thing i've ever seen but i guess my expectations were too high i should have known better glenn i should have known better yeah yeah <laughs> and then we get the first appearance of thea howell this week Against Ariana Grace. Again, Glenn, I didn't see that one. The only time I saw Thea Hale was on NXT UK this week. Mm. Um, basically, it was Thea Hale against Ariana Grace. 
Ariana Grace. That's uh, that's Sir Tantino Morello's daughter, right? That's right. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, what else do we have? Oh, Roddy Strong against Apollo Cruz. That was a good match. This one is up there for match of the week too. Really, really yeah. good stuff from these two. Roddy that backbreaker that he did to the outside, where he kind of just dropped Apollo Cruz mm. on the apron. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> that's stiff. You wouldn't, yeah. But with those two guys, you know, they're seasoned professionals. You'd expect them to work well. Yeah, well, Roddy's, Roddy's been doing that since he was nineteen, so he knows how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And Apollo Cruz has been around for how many hundreds of years? Right. And I believe he was wrestling over in um, Japan, too, for like uh, Dragon Gate. I believe Apollo Crews mm-hmm. wrestled over in Dragon Gate for a while because I know he wrestled over there with um, Ricochet. Um, I never saw any of the matches, but I heard about it on the Internet. Yeah. yeah. The only thing weird about this was before the match, Cruz is walking out there and he, it goes into his mind. The cameraman, the visible cameraman goes into his mind. Yeah. In his <laughs> mind, he sees all the diamond mine guys laying in the ring and they're all hurt. And then he yeah. cuts back to real time and he's like, whoa, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> they had to do something, didn't they, silly? They couldn't, couldn't just leave it alone. Now, talking about silly, we have been both with you and with Jeremy on piece of business, hypercritical, justifiably so, of one windy chew. Her gimmick, at least. Yeah, uh, I take it that they didn't show this bit on the <laughs> on the highlights either. I saw no Wendy yeah. Chew. Wendy Stratton, oh, not Wendy Stratton. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. Wendy's got a sister, the... ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Chew. It's Tiffany Chew. Yeah, is uh, in her dressing room. Suddenly, Wendy Chew appears. And she pulls down a pair of night vision goggles, turns the lights out, and beats the crap out of Tiffany Stratton. I thought you were going to tell me she laid on her pillow and fucking fell asleep. <laughs> no, that, that, that's gone. I, I actually like this idea that they are turning Wendy Chu into a killing machine rather than this thing that goes and sleeps in the... Now, if you just get rid of the onesie, we'll be fine. Right. Just get her back and just put her in some normal wrestling gear and we'll be yeah. okay. Old Windy Chew. What was the main event on this show? Um, well, we had Santos Escobar, um, Tony Dead. Oh! Talking about that, uh, I don't know if you saw that in the hour, did you? They did. They did show that. Unfortunately, it wasn't no, that bad. No, no, actually, no, it's not. No, it was unfortunately. This is great. This is great for one reason: is DC is going to get his wish. Santos Escobar is coming up to the main roster. His time at NXT is done. If it isn't. There is no other reason for setting this stipulation of loser leaves town. 
Well, it's loser leaves town. So, well, if he if if Escobar loses, he has to leave. But if, if, if D'Angelo loses, he gets the if, Legato guys back, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you think that uh, the Legato guys are going to stay with Tony D'Angelo? Uh, probably not in the long term. Yeah. But for now, they those guys, uh, with one exception, that's the girl. <laughs> it wouldn't matter whether they were with Tony D'Angelo, Santa's Escobar, or Father Christmas, to be honest. <laughs> Santa's Escobar is, is better off serving on the main roster. So, DC, uh, he needs a. Hmm. I always wanted to see. Uh... Selena De La Renta come in and be their manager, but she never got signed by NXT, which is unfortunate. Mm. I just don't see yeah. a whole lot of what Santa Sanchez Escobar is going to do on the main roster. I mean, maybe with Triple H being in charge, but like, I don't think you, you could push him maybe as an intercontinental champion, but he'd have to fight Walter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but putting them, putting him with, uh, Oh, what is it? DC said the two lost Alfarios. Oh, you're talking about um Humberto Carrillo and uh would be a good move. Okay, yeah. Would be a good move. See, those guys kind of need a guy who can talk for them. And he's yeah. he's good. He does a decent promo. He's not great, but he's decent. So that probably would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The king of booking, DC Matthews. <laughs> What was I going to say? I was going to say something about this, but now I don't fucking remember what then, it was. Goddamn banana bread. And then we had two tasty snacks in one great meal deal up against Malik Blade and Edris Anofi. Nope. Who did they face? Who were the the, the snacks of the week? Uh, Edris Anofi and Malik Blade. Yeah, but no, who did they face? I didn't see oh. that. Pretty deadly. Oh, two tasty, tasty snacks and one great meal deal. If you would have said Dandy Highway, man, I would have got it. Uh... <laughs> Curse you, Hulu, for not showing me Pretty Deadly. How dare you not know that? Oh, I'm upset. I'm writing a letter to, to, to Hulu, Glenn. I'm going to say, I demand all Pretty Deadly segments on my one-hour edition of NXT 2.0. Damn it. I anyway, they, it. Yeah. of course, Pretty Deadly. It was a typical Pretty Deadly match. They won. They took a little bit of a, a knock, as they do occasionally, but they won. We had Zoe Stark against Coral Jade again. That's what it was. That's what the main event was. Now I remember. It was fine. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't. I don't know how we got to. I know Tony. I know that that Stark won like a battle royal or something to get the number one contendership. But why did we land on Zoe Stark? I mean, she just came back. I don't. I just don't understand it. I think you could see that. That they don't have a lot of depth in NXT as far as the main event scene because they're taking people who just yeah. came in and putting them immediately in the title feud. JD McDonough just came in, put him immediately in the title mm-hmm. feud. So Stark just came back, they immediately put her right in the title feud. Again, I don't think this actually had anything to do with the title feud or pushing 
Zoe Stark. I think this was to get our eyes on her before the tag team tournament. The same with Nikita Lyons at the beginning of the show. Okay. Now, you've, now you're making sense, Glenn. You you bookended Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark in two matches that didn't need to happen as a first match in a main event. Apart from the fact that the two of them are taking part in a main roster tournament. That's a good point. I mean, because they really did this match just to, you know, build other matches. Like they did this whole thing just to get to the spot of Cora Jade and, uh, you know, Roxanne Perez at the end because they're going to have a match next week. And they did all this so that Mandy Rose could run in at the end. And um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the match was fine. I don't have anything egregious. And I like the way it ended, the way Roxanne Perez showed up. Um, I haven't been over the mood with over the moon with Cora Jade's work as a babyface. Maybe she'll be better as a heel. Um, I love Roxanne Perez, so that match should be interesting next week. Yeah, the the dodgy skateboard was the highlight of her career so far. <laughs> Disintegrating before she. And what I've seen on the interweb, she's uh, dating a signer now. So. No. Yeah. She posted oh. a, like a, she posted a picture on her Instagram story with like a heart, and she was out to eat with him. So I think they're dating now. She said, "Move over, redhead, scrawny guy. I gotta date this guy now." <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> Who's redhead, scrawny guy? They so Blake Christian. I don't. Why do I know this? I don't know. But Blake Christian, who was in NXT for a cup of coffee before they let him go, he was he was her former boyfriend, and I think she said, "Buy, oh, buy some scrawny guy. I'm dating a Steiner now." Yeah, <laughs> and you want to make something of it. <laughs> Not me, no. <laughs> no, no. It reminds me of a story I heard Mark Merrow say when he found out that Sable was cheating on him. She's like, who are you cheating on? He's like, who are you going to cheat on me with? I'm going to I'm gonna tear him limb from limb. It's Brock Lesnar. Oh, oh well, okay. uh, never mind then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll skip. <laughs> please don't tell Brock that I said that either, please. <laughs> yeah, pass on that. Okay, bye-bye. Right, um, before we do the two, the uh, NXT UK, we actually, for some reason, um, have got some emails. And I think it's only because people took pity on me and thought I was going to be on my own this week. I won't let you talk to yourself, Glenn. I won't do it. I won't have it. <laughs> so, I'm quite glad they did. Uh, first one comes from DC Matthews, and the, the title headline is Questions. And he says, I have a lot of catch-up work to do, but I'll start with just three questions. One, what is your opinion on the future of NXT UK? Um, after watching this week, it's a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. I think it's in safe hands at the moment. I think, hopefully, that after Clash of the Castle, they will move it out of the BT Centre, get it back on the road, get some real fans watching it, and give it a boost. Um, it does need some more talent. The talent is out there. Um now there's the sort the the better hierarchy, shall we say, that looks at that sort of talent. 
I think might things might move on a bit with NXT UK. Yeah, I mean, you would know better than I. I did read I, I, some things that I see on the internet. I don't know if it's bullshit or if it's the truth. So I usually just don't believe anything that I read or that anybody tells me. Um, but I read that. Um, are they going to be having to move out of the BT Sport studio soon? Like, as BT told them that they're going to have to move out? Because I, I read somewhere that they were going to start filming it in Orlando and then it might get canceled. Um, There's rumors of it, but there's still. Uh, the thing is, is that there's still contract negotiations with WWE and BT going on at the moment over the new deal that starts next year. And I think that the that BT are using that as a bit of uh, a sort of Damocles to hang over their heads to uh, get a little bit more money out of it rather than actually meaning anything. BT would shoot themselves in the foot because Sky would snap WWE back up like a shot. With the sort of viewing figures that BT get and the pay-per-view buys they get, I think that Sky would bite WWE's hand off to take the... Uh, it seems like there was a, a, it's been a regret right from the beginning that Sky let WWE go to BT. And I think that if, if BT, if, if BT spat their dummy out and basically said, you know, we're not going to renew our contract with you, then Sky would jump on it big time. See, you know more about that stuff than I do because I, I mean, I only watch that channel if Raw isn't working on USA, right? Yeah. Here's one that you can answer for me. Um, what has been your favorite part of the Triple H era so far? Probably SummerSlam. I mean, SummerSlam was a great show. Um, there's because there's not really any none of the returns besides Dakota Kai really popped me too much. I'm not huge on carrying cross. I get why people would like him and I get why you would want to sign him. Hit row. I don't know if hit row is going to be quite the same without swerve. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they could end up being jobbers. Not saying I want that to happen, but I feel like they could be jobbers to the stars. Um, so I'm going to go with at this point, SummerSlam, but I, I it's, it can only be going up from here. Right. Because the shows are getting better. So that means pay-per-views are going to be better. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to what's next. The most. Again, I agree. Um, the recruitment. The whole attitude to recruitment has changed. Uh, I know on their show that, it, that uh, DC said about that the there's two that the roster is quite heavy anyway. But if you actually look at it after the releases, it's not that heavy. Especially uh, there's a lot uh, mid card missing. Yep. Um, it took a few injuries and they really had to reshuffle SummerSlam and they did a really good job of it. Definitely. So, yeah, whether it, whether it is Karrion Cross or whoever, Dakota Kai, um, it's 
got to be that the whole attitude to the company seems to have changed just slightly. There's not going to be radical changes. There never will be. Right. But as far as the talent goes, uh, everybody seems to be less on eggshells and happier with what's happening and working better for it. It seems like they're moving away from that old guard and moving into a new guard where I think people are going to get more say into the things that they do. They're going to get more Mm. say into the promos that they do. So, Mm. I mean, like I said, I'm, this is the first time I've been excited to watch raw or SmackDown in years. Like I've never, it's been years since I thought, Oh, raw's on tonight. I got to watch it. I can't remember the last time I thought like that. And I'm thinking like that now. So it's pretty damn exciting. That's right, yeah. Because I'm 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 back to recording them now. Because I'm back at work, but yeah, I, I I look forward to actually watching the recordings of them more so than the NXT shows. No, yeah. I I watch I watch I watch Raw on Fridays. Oh, I watch Raw on Tuesday as soon as I got home from work. I watch SmackDown on Saturday as soon as I got home from work. But I didn't watch NXT UK till yesterday. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> I watched NXT UK before I watched SmackDown, but I did watch Raw and NXT 2.0 before I watched NXT UK because I just watched NXT UK this morning. So, <laughs> and, and I would have like... watched, and I would have watched AEW this week, but their shit ain't on Hulu, so I can't. That's terrible, hey. <laughs> and I know I could go on the internet and find it, but I'm too lazy for that, and I don't want to watch it on my computer. I want to watch it on my goddamn TV. We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Now, this is one you can't answer. It's, what is the obsession you Brits have with peas? Do you have other, no, other vegetables? Um, I will go, unfortunately, um, yes, we do have a lot of other veg. Probably the same as you do, DC. Um, the obsession with peas is that uh, it goes back millennia really that they were always a cheap option as a vegetable not being a root vegetable um people in especially in the victorian area in the poorer areas areas that were living on top of one another you could grow a pea pot plant in a pot which you couldn't do. That is a hell of a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) You can grow a pot and a plant if you're all living on top of each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. But it's all very crowded in the poorer areas of of the cities during the Victorian era. there was very limited space to grow vegetables. One of the vegetables that you could grow were peas because you could grow them in a pot and not have to worry about a huge amount of space for them or anything else. So they became a staple part of the diet. Um, the other thing, the other reason is is with with school dinners. My my generation, the generation before me. Um, School dinners only had two things. It was boiled cabbage, which was boiled to to having no taste at all, or peas as an option. 
So everybody used to like peas because you don't matter how much you boil them, they still taste all right. Yeah. I love peas, personally. I don't like green beans. How do you feel about green beans? I love green beans. Green beans are trash. They're like thin mint cookies, Glenn. They're trash. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we disagree on that one as well. I like thin mint cookies. We had a great cookie debate on Twitter today, so... Brandon Banks, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the joke now. Brandon Banks, you said that the Carmel Delights are called Usos. What do they call the shortbread cookies? Young Bucks? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Brandon. <laughs> I'm talking about Brandon Banks. Um his email. Segway. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> his email. A long time listener, first time emailer. Where's the first time that anybody emailed when I received this from, from Brandon? So, God damn it, your sound cut out. I didn't hear what you said. Can you said, hear me? Yeah, I can hear oh, you. That's why. I, I, My headphones disconnected. Uh, what the hell's happening? Are you okay? You, you got me. Anyway, I'll, I'll go for the email. Hold anyway. on. Holt. Holt, who goes there? <laughs> In Technical the. Uh, Technical difficulties. Oh, dear. Let's try this again. All right. Are you back? I can hear you now. Oh, great. So he started with long-time listener, first-time emailer. And as I said, this is the first email we'd ever received. So, yep. <laughs> no argument there. Yep. And he said, uh, in the IC chat, DC had asked if Dempsey would be joining the Blackpool Combat Club. You mentioned that he's more likely to be called up to the main roster than going to AEW. My question then is, with Vince now out of the picture, do you think there is any chance we ever get a scenario in which we get cross-promotional factions slash stables? Kind of like how the Bullet Club can be seen in several promotions. Do you think we'll ever see the Blackpool, Com Blackpool Combat Club, Dark Order, or any of the other stables in WWE while also having representation in AEW? Sent from my iPhone. Yeah, make sure you read it all. Uh, I'm not sure. I hope so. Um... I hope that they do business with Regal and Mox and, and uh, Daniel, Brian Danielson again. Because, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not happy. Mind you, I'm, I was never happy with the way that they, they, they treat factions in WWE either, but I'm not happy with the way they treat factions in AEW. New Japan seemed to have this thing um, where it, singles and tag teams come out of factions. Where WWE and AEW seem to build factions out of singles and tag team wrestlers. And it doesn't always work. I, New Japan is more organic in the way that their factions 
uh, are formed, I would say. I haven't watched New Japan in a long time, but like it seemed to me when they would do it, they would like recruit people. They would they would see guys that they thought were going to be good, and then they would try to get them to join their crew. Yeah. Um, from what I saw, um, and I don't watch a lot of AEW, so I don't want to like comment or speculate on shit that I don't watch because then I just sound like an asshole. Um, I just I don't think we'll ever see interpromotional stuff with WWE. I think that's it'd be great. It's wishful thinking, but I just don't think it's ever going to happen. No, it's it's more likely now with the new regime than it was before, but I still don't see it happening. You've got uh, networks and all that stuff wrapped up in that too. TV networks and TV deals, so it's a whole fucking thing. And plus, um, I don't think there's a... People have been going on about with Triple H or Stephanie holding the reins that things would change in that respect. But I think AEW actually burnt the bridges there a long time ago. Even even with those two. Uh, as far as um, not really respecting them, shall we say. Well, let's not forget, Glenn, that Cody Rhodes came out there and, uh, on their first pay-per-view and smashed a throne that looked very similar to a Triple H throne with a sledgehammer. And he signed with WWE now, so. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that, that's true. So who... Uh, as uh, so many people have said, both in the wrestling industry and in our entertainment fields, never say never. That's right. That's, what say. That's right. Everything is pro wrestling. And we got one for Che. Um, this is a great one. It really got me thinking. Said, uh -oh. hi, Glenn. If you could have wrestled anybody in your heyday, who would it have been and why? All the best, shape. That's an excellent question. Um, I would say, actually, from back there, Shawn Michaels. I actually, <laughs> uh, I was on holiday one year. Uh, I would lay by the pool, and as you do, fell asleep. And I actually had a dream that I was fighting, I was wrestling Shawn Michaels. So subconsciously, that is the answer. I've always wanted to rest with Shawn Michaels. I mean, it's a great answer. It's it's the international playboy versus the boy toy. Yeah. That writes itself. <laughs> that writes itself. Well, well, back then it might have been the international playboy, but it was not certainly not now. <laughs> well, and he's not the boy toy anymore either. I don't know if you've seen him recently. He's a little <laughs> <old> <laughs> If you gave somebody a picture from Shawn Michaels in 1993 and gave him a picture of Shawn Michaels right now, they'd go, no. <laughs> nah. -uh. Same with me. As if you took a picture of me in the ninth grade and a picture of me now, you'd go, oh yeah, motherfucker looks exactly the same. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, gentlemen, for your emails. Anybody that wants to, it's a, uh, it's a piece of Bus. Piece of bus. Piece of bus. Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'd love to have some more emails. That'd be great. I know we're nicking DGT gimmick again, but DC started it. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, let's talk about the show of the week yet again, shall we? 
Let's do it. Let's do it. Charlie Dempsey against Oliver Carter. Carter was clearly selling the knee injury on the way to the ring here, which made me think, well, Dempsey's going to punish his knee. He's going to just get in there and just beat the shit out of it, which he did. Oh, he did. He did. He bent him all sorts of ways. Mm. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, I love what they're doing with the familiar at the moment. They they're can't kind of, catch a break. Yeah, they're kind of breaking him down, right? Yeah, they can't catch a break. They definitely can't. No, I mean, I, we talked about this before when Carter beat the other two guys. Like we didn't think that he was going to beat Dempsey, but Glenn, we were wrong. We were wrong, as we often are. <laughs> I actually didn't make any notes of this match, which is always a good sign because it means I'm too enthralled in the match to actually worry about making notes. Yeah, this was a really good match. I mean, uh, Carter started off quick, but then Dempsey slowed him down and worked the knee. Um, I was really shocked when Ar Oliver Carter got the three count because I really didn't think he was going to win. I figured Dempsey would at least win one the match only, in this tournament. The only, the only reason that I thought that Oliver Carter was going to win is because the bracket is so predictable, unfortunately. True. <laughs> we know where it's going. We spoke about it last week. Yeah. And there's I mean, no there's... reason to change that. Uh, yeah, but no, there's going to be no... some really good matches along the way. Yeah, I know. I mean, everybody in this tournament can go. So yeah. you're not going to see any any bad matches out of any of these guys. Um, it was a really good match. Uh, good back and forth stuff. Uh, really working on the knee, Charlie Dempsey. They, Oliver Carter is basically getting all these wins by hook or by crook. It doesn't matter if D-Familiar tries to help or not. He still manages to get the win. Um and then after that, uh, we had Eliza Alexander against Sarah Howe from Chase U. We did. This Don't is... forget about we got we got the screaming and shouting from the girls in the back by for poor Sid about what happened last week. Oh God, that! Oh yeah, I, I did. Sorry, I didn't make a note of that. I wonder why. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like oh, elementary no. school, and kid, and then poor Sid Scala, the fifth grade teacher, has to get everybody to go in their corner. <laughs> uh, we love you, Sid. Poor Sid. I get this I thing where, like, if I'm in with a bunch of people and there's a lot of loud noises, I get super overstimulated. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> if I'm Sid Scala at this moment, I am having a panic attack. <laughs> he does such a good job of that. He's yeah. Uh, and that's not, I'm not just saying next. I know he listens. It's just uh, it's, no, we do love you, Sid. Uh, what you, Sid. you do, um, if more of the shows, if, if NXT 2.0 had an authority figure like that, it would be so much better. Somebody that books the shows and books books and matches sorts the sorts the uh, the rivalries and. Old little spats out. Yeah, people don't just make their own goddamn matches. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh Eliza Alexander against again chase you. They're yeah. everywhere, pal. <laughs> uh, I didn't think this was a bad match. No, wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. 
It showed up here for what she is. She's learning the business. Yeah. And she's not learning quite as quickly as some of the others. Well, she, I don't know if you know this, Glenn, but she just got out of high school. <laughs> yeah, I know. But there's there's certain of them that have come, you know, um, Flash Legend, for one. Right. A few weeks in the UK Performance Center, and she went back to Florida, a totally different wrestler. Um, I'm not sure Thea's got there yet. Not yet. She hasn't been in NXT UK long enough. They haven't beat her up enough yet. No, I, uh, I, I'm not even sure if they get it. If they'll, I don't know how much longer this chase you thing is going to go on in NXT UK. Um, probably not after Bodie and Thea both losing. Well, there's another I, segment coming up later in this thing with Eddie I, Dennis and Chase you that we'll have to talk about. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that's building up to something. I have a feeling. Um, I've, the only thing I will say about this is that uh, I am really happy that they're bringing the talent over to learn, but they're putting over the UK guys and girls. Yeah, because they weren't doing that before. The the, no. the 2.0 people would come over and just beat the NXT yeah. UK guys, but that doesn't do you any favors. No, no. Uh, so you need the ones that are going to be there every week to look strong. And that's what's been happening since uh, the, uh, U- the US production team went back. <laughs> Shall we say? Yeah. One thing for this match that made me laugh is Thea, Thea Hale is always, you know, super positive and she's always running around happy. And Andy asked, um, Andy asked Nigel McGinnis, how many cups of coffee does she have? Which I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I got a note on that. Because <laughs> she does look like she's been she's shot out of a cannon. Yeah, she's going so hyper. <laughs> yeah. A Bodie. <laughs> the Saxon Hallcastle, Stone Cold Saxon Hallcastle, not really knowing what to do with, with the, the, the old Haler thing. Oh, he yeah. To shout through it, put it on his head, or put it down. Or <laughs> At one point, he was shouting Chase U and then hitting it with his hand, like, no dummy, <laughs> you're supposed to yell into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Alexander won that one. Um, yeah. Not bad, not terrible. Uh, this is the first time I think I ever see see Thea Hale wrestle, which she was okay, but she's got a long way to go. Yeah. Um, and any time you hear a male shout in French, it's never a bad thing. She didn't really yell this time, though. No, she, she kind of kept it yell. cool. She just sort of rabbit head. Yeah. And anytime uh, Nina Samuels <laughs> pops up, it's always good. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, it's well documented on how I feel about Nina on here, so we won't go into that. <laughs> what did she say to her? How does it feel that you're giving no hope to the French or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, and then we got the the segment with Andre Chase. He's giving a lesson <laughs> in the UK Performance Center. 
and he walks in, he's Dennis. Who's a shoe, a shoot teacher, right? And there's all these, and there's all these guys that are about 30 or 40 years old all sitting in this class. So be college students. <laughs> Those guys were old enough to be Thea Hale's grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they were. But Eddie, you know, it took a real teacher to cut that promo on Eddie Den. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is this is bogus. It's not real. Yeah. You're not a real teacher. I was a, I was a head teacher of a school. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, you know, you get a teachable moment, and who 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 can he take under his wing to teach? And who could it be, Glenn? Oh, Saxton Huxley. That, that, that young teenager, Saxton Huxley, has never done anything in his life before. <laughs> Which I don't like this idea because it, before you know it, Eddie Dennis is going to have Saxton Huxley with a goddamn leash. That's what's going to happen. Eating <laughs> chicken. He <laughs> the classroom. <laughs> he wasn't even eating it. He was just smashing it with his hands and rubbing it in his face. He wasn't even eating it. Uh, so good, so good. You remember when a kid tried to teach Saxon Huxley stuff? It didn't really yeah. work out. So good luck, Eddie um, Dennis. Yeah. He'll end up caging him or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna in two weeks. You know, Saxon Huxley on a goddamn leash. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Eddie Dennis. Um, talking about people that used to be on a leash, but uh, now <laughs> um, I'm doing a really good job as a baby face. Sam Grabwell against Chairman. Still wanted him to be in the damn NXT title tournament. Sam yeah. Grabwell. Yeah. He's going to be next in nine. For whoever oh, wins yeah. it. Whoever yeah. wins whoever wins that, um he's gotta be sort of up there as next in line. Uh talk about you deserve it. He's he's one of those turned his character around so well from the hard nut heel with the mohawk, and then everything that happened that's happened. With the familiar and all the rest of it, and how he turned it baby face without even blinking about it, and everybody just took it on. They didn't change anything about himself. He's kind of like Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1997. Went from yeah. being a heel to a baby face, but didn't really change anything about himself. The only thing he changed is he got his he got his mohawk shaved off. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he's still the same guy. He's just like what we talked about with Kevin Owens. He could be one of those guys that could go either way. And it would work. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, Sam Grabwell is like an unsung hero of NXT UK because when you think about it, you don't really think about him, but he's one of the mainstay guys and he's really good. Oh, yeah. He is. Um, the pair of them. Yeah, they beat the shit out of one another. As you, we always say that these guys, Teal Man is one of those guys who could get unprofessional real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and Sam's quite happy to swap it. <laughs> yeah, don't. My only complaint about this match is like, I don't know why, but referees on 2.0 and the show they let things go that should be a disqualification. Like Raja oh, yeah. gets up on the apron, he kicks Gradwell, which should be a disqualification, but it said 
He just gets sent to the back, which I, it's got to be a disqualification if you get involved in the match. I just don't understand that. But besides that, this was a good match, hard hitting. But that brought about Chairman losing. Right. So they're telling the story that, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. Every, everywhere around, Di Familia are going as a team. They're losing. They're trying to cut every corner they can, but every time they lose. And if you look at it, they did the same thing with Gallus. Gallus kind of fell down, and then now, now they're building themselves back up, and I think that's what same thing we're going to go with Di Familia. That's right. Uh, and hopefully it has the same sort of consequences. That, because you know, we know that Charlie Dempsey is going to have to go, be in the main... Sort of a picture for NXT UK title. Shot yeah, soon. he's got to be the future of that brand, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he goes up, not going to AEW. <laughs> uh, him and the Combat Club wouldn't be too bad, though. Uh, what I've seen of the Combat Club is. Two things. One, they don't need another member. And two, there's no real credible faction to fight them. Yeah, see, I don't know. Um, does Adam Cole have a faction? Are they the non-Undisputed Era? Are they the... Yeah, yeah they're the sort of whatever elite. Right, because they, they just turned uh, on the Bucks, right? They just yeah. turned on the Bucks. I think I saw it yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, but uh, even so, it's it's still not really a faction, right? Uh, I've not been. I was so. I suppose this is again being <laughs> the uh, the wrestling fan that builds up hope of something, only to be. Let down is that I really hoped that the bullet, not the bullet club, the Blackpool Combat were going to be the new bullet club or new shield. They'll go around destroying everybody, but instead, what they've done is they've chucked Mox into singles matches, they've had Brian get himself injured through stupidity. Not on his part, on the part of the company. Yeah. Um, the whole thing has been totally mismanaged. Because to my understanding, it's basically a babyface faction now, which I think they would have been a better heel faction. Uh, if Tony Khan ain't very careful with the way things are going with WWE, he will lose Regal very soon. I mean... I... Yeah. If Triple H if Triple H went to if, if Triple H went to Bill tomorrow and said to him We'll match what your what AEW are paying you, I want you back. Let's say GM of Raw. Mm. Oh god, that'd be so good. Regal would be back like a shot. I, that would be good. That would he would be he's he's the 
he's the best authority figure in the history of wrestling for me. Oh, gross. so good. Yeah. With all the pissing in the tea and everything. So good. Yeah. Especially his NXT stuff. He was really good. And the yeah. thing about Regal is like, you can push him up into a point, and I know he's an older man, but eventually he will slap the piss out of you, and you know he yeah. will. And that's the good thing about a, a, a authority figure. You have to know that if it comes down to it, they will slap the piss out of you. And, and the worrying thing is with for Tony Khan is if Regal goes, how long would it be before Brian Danielson and Mox follow him? I can't see Mox going back to the WWE. I just don't see it. I don't. I think he's just so jaded by whatever they did when he was there. I don't think he'd go back. I don't know if, if Triple H made the right sort of offer, um, pitched the True. right sort of storyline to him. Money does talk. I would have thought Black Cody Rhodes would never go back to. Blackpool Combat Club, not as a switchover, but as the entire team turned up on Raw to take on the bloodline. Do you think that, that Mox and Danielson would Turn that down. I mean, giving the right sort of amount of money, the right sort of amount of money, and maybe more some create more creative control. Yeah, yeah, and definitely money. Money always talks, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, back to point oh. We went okay. way off on that. To, one. Yeah, back to NXT UK. That's what we need to talk about this main event now, and that was bloody good. Yeah, this is a really Kevin good match. Wolfgang. This one is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. It's uh, uh, Wolfgang is the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> he just he takes a licking, but he keeps on kicking. He just keeps on going and going and going and going and going. And I know for a fact how hard. Trent Seven could hit somebody and it hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looked to me like Wolfgang might have actually had some shoot problems with his ribs there. Unless he's just a tremendous seller, he looked like he was laboring to breathe. He was grabbing at those ribs every single time. Uh, it looked like they I, were really hurt. I, I think look, when they got dropped over the top of the rope like they did, I think that actually at least bruised his ribs. Excuse me. So, Trent always been built from Mustache Mountain? Have they always built him? Like, if you saw him at an indie show 10 years ago, would he be a build from Mustache Mountain? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, they've always been Mustache Mountain right from the beginning. Okay. Back when Tyler was 16 years old or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, from back when I first saw them, they've always been Mustache Mountain. They've always been built from Mustache Mountain. Is Mustache Mountain a real place? <laughs> no. I know where it is now. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a place called Dudley in the West Midlands near Birmingham. Granny porn there or no? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, that's that, that, that's more your um, um, count council flat slut type thing <laughs> in that area. Another hell of a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what I do like about these, Glenn, is when they when they have the championship matches, they did with both championship matches. When the guys are coming to the ring, they show like a little promo that they did yeah. as they're walking down to the ring. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was cool. It is. Those picture-in-picture promos are pretty good. That's a hark back. That's a hark back to the the, the, the the old days of wrestling when they used to do that sort of thing. We see that all the time on the Mayor of Superstars, yes. Yeah. Um, never notice. I uh, um, this what makes NXT UK so good is the little subtle things. Is that uh, if you notice, since Trent Seven has become heel, he wears a black tie and a black towel. Oh, you're right, he does. You know, he's always got the towel, they've always been white, and now they're black. With a little white moustache in, as opposed to white with a black moustache. It's the little things, Glenn. That is it's good. That's little, real good. It's that thing. We've, ex- we've we've discussed this before with the old cowboy films about wearing the, the the good boy wearing the white hat and the bad bad guy wearing the black hat. Uh, how we both get annoyed with two guys turning up with the same trunks and same colored trunks and that sort of thing like a goddamn tag team yeah yeah but it is those sort of things black trunks black towel i am the villain right trent trent seven knows how this shit's supposed to go glenn yeah my comment of the my commentary moment of the week from this one was guard, Wolfgang like jumped up on the guardrail. He's going to do like a backflip or something, and uh, Trent Seven knocks him off. And Andy says, "We haven't seen that in a while." And and Nigel <laughs> replies, "Maybe we shouldn't have seen it tonight." <laughs> <laughs> they are so good together. Uh, oh, the other thing that impressed me with this is Trent won with a Birmingham. There was no chicanery, no dodgy underhandedness at all. He won it fair and square, flat in the middle of the ring, one, two, three. And nobody had to hit their finish three times. No. One time's all you need. That's why it's your finish. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, no, this was a really good match. Best match on this show. I think only... I'm going to take this match as my third best match of the week because we didn't even talk about Nakamura Gunther. That's number one. And then oh, number yeah, two. Let's, uh, let's talk about that before we go, shall we? Yeah, we definitely should. <laughs> uh, every, everything in this match looked like a struggle and a, and a fight. And if you listen to this show, you know that's the type of wrestling that we like here. So this was a really good match. Yeah. So now we're on to Friday. We've done Thursday. Now we're on to Friday. That's SmackDown. Again. A really good, solid show. We got the return of Hit Row. They beat up some jobbers, which put the jobbers out there and let them get beat up. Which is always good. It's been a long time since we've seen proper jobbers. Exactly. That's what we need. Unless, of course, you you, you watch AWIP every Friday night for the Mayor of Superstars. Plug, plug. (laughs) Right after SmackDown, pal. Yeah. And then you'll see some real jobbers. But this is the first time we've actually seen proper squash jobbers in a long time on WWE programming. Especially main roster. Yeah. Uh, Now, apart from that, the whole show was about, as you say, Walter 
and Shinsuke Nakamura. And they did a good job in this uh, this show too of oh. talking about the Intercontinental title and the and the, pre- yeah, the prestige of it, the importance of it, this whole show. They really, really, plugged, really plugged it right from the beginning. And nobody mentioned the fact that it was a total bogus title in the first place. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean to yeah, tell me that Pat Patterson didn't win that in Rio de Janeiro? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I heard I that would the, never say, the, I would never I would never say that. I heard that the rib was that Pat couldn't say Rio de Janeiro, so they made him that he said he won in Rio de Janeiro because they would try to make Pat pronounce that because he couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard anyway. <laughs> I want them to get rid of that one they have though and bring back the white one that I like that strap, that intercontinental yeah. championship better. So that that is why if you actually get to hear any of these surviving old promos from him. There's only a couple that he always says Brazil. Yeah. Rather than Rio de Janeiro. Because <laughs> he couldn't say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so. That's why, that's the only reason you got an Intercontinental Champion, people. Because Pat Patterson couldn't say Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> well, there yep. you go. Uh, they went through the history of it. Uh, we all got our favourites. There's some great intercontinental champions, some great intercontinental championship matches. Yeah, probably better than the the, the, the actual world title. Over the Go- year, if you looked at uh, uh, if you rated the matches over the years, the intercontinental title has probably had better matches than the, the world title. Watch any of those pay-per-views in the late 80s, early 90s. I guarantee you the best match on the show was the Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental Championship, yeah. Because it used to mean something, and then they stopped making it mean anything, but they're trying to now. I liked, as the guys are coming to the ring, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee are just throwing out names that have won it. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. It's just really cool that they're making it important. Building it up to mean Make me care. Make me care, and that's what you're doing. And you've got two guys. Sorry, Gunther, in that promo beforehand, stressing the importance of it, and it was the first time that I actually thought this means something. Since Mox did it, and then they totally took the legs out from underneath him. Yeah. Dean Ambrose, when he won, when he was fighting for the Intercontinental title, basically cut a promo that he certainly deserved a lot better from than he got. Because he did the same sort of thing. He invoked the great champions of the past. and said, I want this to mean something again. And the hierarchy at that time said, no, you don't. (laughs) Whip the rug out from underneath you. God damn it, pal. You don't know what you want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That'll teach that'll teach you for going off script. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but though this match hard hitting, really good stuff. I think Shinsuke Makamura kind of showed people like this is who the fuck I am in this match. Yeah. Um I'd like to see a rematch of it. I don't know what they're gonna do for Cardiff. Obviously, I think they're gonna get Walt Gunther on that card for sure. If they want to run this back, I would have no problem with that. No, I wouldn't either. It would it would be a great match. Uh, I have a, 
<laughs> I don't know why. I have a feeling it's going to be Walter against Butch. Which would be a hell of a match, but he'll be Butch. Just because he's been off TV for a few weeks now. Yeah, and it wouldn't make sense for them to have him against, you know, one of the British stars, which would be Pete Dunne or Butch, as it were. Yeah. So it would make sense to be Butch. And they've had some good matches. I mean, they had one of what? Take over Chicago. That was you, a banger. You, 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 you imagine that Walter doesn't know who he's going to fight against. And then they announce Pete Dunne and mm. not Butch. That that's that place is gonna go eight. There's no roof on that place, but if there were, it would blow it off. Yeah, yeah, that would be fucking cool. Because I mean, Triple H is in charge now, so maybe they'll drop this whole fucking Butch thing, and he can be Pete Dunne. Yeah, yeah. We can, can we, we can hope. hope we yeah, can we hope. can hope. We can hope. But yeah, that's my favorite match of this week was Gunther versus. Um, Gunther versus, uh, I almost said Gunther versus Walter, which would be a hell of a contest too. <laughs> Gunther versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Really good stuff. <laughs> I wonder who'd win that one. <laughs> Probably Walter, just for the just for the fact of uh, that there's more bulk. I was going to say he's bigger. Yeah, he's a bigger guy. But he looks fucking great now. Good God. You, like, <laughs> he's like total transformation. All that cardio, you know what well, I mean? Right? Yeah, well... well, well Whatever Jin is feeding him, it's doing him well. Or isn't feeding him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's what he's feeding her, pal, if you know what I mean. Anyway, I sorry. Mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> anyway, plug your shit before we go. Come on. We already did it. Friday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Me and the mayor. We watched WF Superstars. Soon coming up, we're going to be watching the 1992 Survivor Series. I think we're going to get Glenn involved in that, too, so... Oh yes, please. I that love that. I love that show. I know you do. I know you do. I mean, we get the certified sink pissers, the nasty boys, along with um, my favorite tag team, the Natural Disasters, Handsome Earthquake, and Not So Handsome Typhoon, and they're taking on the Beverly Brothers and Money Inc., which is two of our other favorite tag teams. So that's <laughs> my mind's gonna explode just thinking about it. So check that out. Follow us at <laughs> AWI Pod, Twitter, Instagram, uh, yeah, Twitch.tv right. slash AWI Pod. There you go. Yeah, the uh, uh, information department might actually be live with you that night. We'll be giving our information live. We won't just be reading it. As it were. We shouted out to a million times today, but DC Doc, if you don't listen to DDT Wrestling, please do. Bank uh, Bank Podcast, the British version of a work in progress. And of course, where would we be without Thomas Bryce and Sportswire Radio? We remembered you this week, Tom. Give them a listen. Give them a watch. They do so much great stuff. They, He's heavily involved with British wrestling at the moment. He's getting so many great British stars that Maybe NXT UK participants of the future on his show at the moment. So, and then of course he talks about other stuff as well: baseball, cricket, not cricket, um, baseball, American football. Yeah, which they're live. It's called the Sports Report, and they're live every 
uh, Friday night, the same time as me and the mayor. So if you look, if you're looking to talk about football, baseball, basketball, what have you, he's got a guy on there, Brad, um, who is a basketball coach. So he's very knowledgeable about sports and stuff. So, uh, check that out. Thomas Bryce, 2017 is where you can follow him at. I just got to get one more plug in here. I almost forgot. I was on the apron bump podcast, which check out the apron bump podcast with Kyle Oh yeah, coming out on Tuesday. We reviewed survivor series 1995, which actually was a pretty damn good show. So check out the apron bump podcast. Yeah. Carl, who is a very young lad, <laughs> cut his teeth on a work in progress. He's a handsome, he's a handsome man. <laughs> and we've, you better give the mayor a plug as well before we go. Give the mayor, my buddy, the mayor of Canton to follow. He is very good on Twitter. If you want to hear food opinions, if you want to hear trash football opinions, if you want to hear wrestling opinions, give the mayor a follow at mayor of Canton. All right, then. I just need one thing for us to do. It's for you to say goodbye, Brent. Goodbye.